Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm super grateful that you're here. Thanks for listening. Uh, Today we're going to talk a little bit about um, Jay Shetty and his book called Think Like a Monk. I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago and I'm still riding that wave. He uh, wrote a remarkable book. Um, I am excited to check into what else he's got to offer because I love his ideas. He um, was a monk at one point, I think for about three years and now is uh, on a mission to teach as much as he can about the concepts and the wisdom that comes from that monk lifestyle and um, the teachings that are there and share that with any anyone in the whole world, <laughs> no matter where they are, whether they want to be a monk or any other thing in the whole world. And I just love the concepts that he teaches. And the one that I want to point out today is uh, he talks a lot about um, finding your strengths and finding your passion and working with what is already natural and instinctive to you. And so he talks about, um, for example, if there's something that you just love to do, then seek after that thing, like really seek after that thing. And if there's things that you absolutely hate or that you're not very good at, you can just think of it as like, that's somebody else's thing and that's okay. So if, for example, I wanted to take up like, Um, if I wanted to take up like creating wooden tables and it didn't come very naturally and the process seemed really difficult and I had this idea, I just really wanted to sell these on Etsy, right? Like I want to create these awesome tables. I want to sell them on Etsy. They're going to be big. It's going to be a big deal. And then the process just was horrible. Like I didn't like picking out the wood. I didn't like having to get the wood. I didn't like uh, using the tools that went with it, or I wasn't very good at it. Then like, this might not be the thing that I should do for the rest of my life. Right. And so he kind of just talks about like in this way, as we're recognizing our own strengths and weaknesses, it's also a way to appreciate other people's strengths by saying, Hey, I don't love using Excel, but a lot of people do love using it and I can utilize their gifts and talents. (laughs) So I like how he thinks of it that way. It also just seems so humble, right? Rather than I have to be good at everything. I have to be good at all the things I have to be able to do all these things really well in my life. Uh, it kind of just puts, uh, a focus on, helping you to realize what your strengths are and how you can impact the world using your strengths and then having the humility and also the gratitude for other people that they have different strengths than you do. So in his book, he gives the example of like when he um, left being a monk and he got a job and that in that job, he's like, man, what's my purpose here? You know, he was working on Excel and it was not his favorite. He it, he was not great at it. It didn't come very naturally and he disliked doing it. But yet he had that job and he wanted to keep the job. And so he talks about utilizing wherever you are in your life and using those strengths in, in whatever way you can. And so he said when he was in that position in the company, 
he went to the boss and he said, Hey, do you mind if I teach a mindfulness? I can't remember if it was mindfulness or meditation. I think it was mindfulness. Can I teach a mindfulness class to, you know, this group at the company? And, um, like it was his own group that he worked with and they were like, yeah, that'd be great. And so then he did, he taught this, uh, class and he began to feel more of a connection to where he was working and what he was doing. He began to feel more of a connection as an employee because he was offering something that came really naturally to him and that he loved sharing and he loved talking about. And I couldn't help but think about just the general uh, role as a parent or as a caretaker or as someone who's creating a home and thinking about um, how in the year 2022, like there's a lot of ideals, right? Like you can scroll through Pinterest, you can scroll through Instagram, you can look on your social media feeds and you can see that there is a lot of, um, you could even call it competition or there's a lot of judgment or there's a lot of high standards of what things should be like. And I think that this is a huge problem. There's so many people looking at those without uh, you know, the, the processing, the internal maturity to be able to, to disconnect themselves and only be able to see those things as inspiring, right? Most people are looking at things on social media and feeling kind of crappy and feeling like, man, my house doesn't look like that. Man, my meals don't look like that. My Man, my kids don't dress like that. Uh, whatever it is that you're looking at, for the most part, we're kind of playing that comparison game. And so I like what Jay says because he focuses on the fact that whatever role you're in, you get to play on your strengths. You get to use your natural gifts and talents and you can increase those, right? Like if you don't have the natural gift and talent of like being able to bake, but you really want to, you can of course learn how to do that thing. So it's not just things that only come naturally. But I think the idea here is that you're following your joy, you're following your passion, you're following the things that feel naturally easy and fun and exciting for you. And I love doing this as a parent. Like I think about this all the time. Like my husband will sit down and play board games with the kids for like a long time. And I just look at him and I think, man, that's exactly what the kids need right now. And that's exactly what my husband like loves to do with them. And there's like a really mutual beneficial situation going on here. And I get so excited for them. And then when I am doing something with the kids, I don't always naturally sit down and play tons of games. Like if we play a game, it'll be like a 10 minute game, but I'm not really one to sit down and do like the two hour games, (laughs) but I love to bake with my kids. And so like right now, my five-year-old is in this age where he just absolutely loves being a helper and baking and just being all in the recipe and it's awesome. And so when I'm going to bake something, then I like get so excited and I'm like, Hey buddy, like, do you want to come bake this thing with me? And he gets really excited and we get to both be part of this again, mutually beneficial situation. And I'm like, this is my zone of genius, right? Like this is where I can really excel or I love to color and I love to do art. Right. And so I can sit down and I can paint with my kids for a long time, or I can draw with them. And that's my zone of genius. And, you know, some of our other things that um, we really enjoy doing that come really naturally, we 
love that our kids get to experience those things. And I'm not saying these things so that you can think to yourself, man, I never draw with my kids or man, I never bake with my kids or we never sit down and play a game again. Like this is not a comparison, right? We're not here to bring up the comparisons that are going to make you feel crappy. (laughs) I'm here to talk about what types of things that you can do that are in your zone of genius that do come naturally to you. And I promise you there are those things. I promise you. Uh, So I just want to give you some ideas of the things that come naturally to us so that you can think about the things that can come naturally to you that can help you to create the family and the home that you want. And I always go back to our values, right? Like, so I have my individual values and then we also have the values that belong to our home. And as a group collectively, we are trying to follow those values. We're trying to take actions that align with those values. And so one of the cool things about a lot of these actions and a lot of these passions is that I do feel like they align with our values and that's why they work so well. That's why I get so excited about them because we're not forcing an outcome, right? We're not like trying to get to an end result. We're not just trying to get to the picture perfect baked item. We're not just getting to the picture perfect, like clean home. We're not just trying to get to that, um, you know, social media worthy, whatever. What we're doing is we're creating a life that we're taking actions within our values, within our true values. And we are trying, I mean, we're still figuring this out, but taking actions that are also in alignment with our natural passions. And of course our kids have different passions, right? And so we can't always just say like, you get to do what dad wants or what mom wants or what both of us want. But we also have to be aware of what our kids want to explore. We have to be in tune with what types of things they're interested in and help them to uh, get to their passions as well and what comes naturally to them. So my daughter, for example, has a birthday coming up. She absolutely loves to plan and to organize and to come up with ideas and to even take actions to get ready for that event. So I knew that she would be really on board and excited about making an invitation, for example. And so I sat down with her. She's used Canva before, which is one of my favorites uh, for making invitations or flyers or that kind of thing. And so um, I said, hey, do you want to make your invitation for your party? And that is like her eyes just lit up and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she just spent so much fun time, you know, playing with the pictures and getting it just how she wanted. And it felt like her, right? She got to pick the colors and whatever she wanted on there. And she also then got to think about, okay, what's the party going to be? And so she wrote down, I kid you not, like she has this little journal that she wrote down all our notes. in. so she had like music to play at the party. (laughs) She has what dinner items she would like to have, what snack items she would like to have. She has all the games that she would like to play with her friends. She has it all written down, like all organized. And she came up to me and my husband separately and then collectively together. And she would say, okay, uh, what do you, what do you think? Can you look at this? What do you think of this plan? And I swear, like, I know the party's going to be fun too, but half of the fun is like her watching her create this because it's just stinking awesome to see her in her element creating and then party planning and then be able to invite her friends. She's just lit up about this. And it's like the biggest thing that she's talking about right now. So I get to watch her discover a passion and I get to find areas where she can utilize that. So this is a perfect opportunity where I 
allowed her to kind of take the reins because this is really a strength of hers. So then I just want to talk about a couple more of the items that I feel like are things that come naturally to me that we are um, able to easily highlight in the home. Again, just a reminder, this isn't a comparison, right? Like I want you to think about what you are good at and I want you to look inward and say, what comes naturally to me? What do I want my home to feel like? What do I want the environment to feel like? And so one of the things that comes naturally to me is humor. I love being silly and I love being sarcastic in a nice way, in a kind way. And I love being able to make eye contact with my kids and tell them jokes and to make things funny. And so this is something that we do a lot in our home. And I really try to like not take things too seriously. And I've talked about this in previous episodes where like, if I tend to have more stress in my day, then I am not as funny. And so for me, that's like a warning sign that like, if a conversation is just kind of flat or negative and there's no, you know, maybe I'm even nagging, and there's not any humor or lightness to the conversation, that's a warning sign to me that I am out of balance, that I need to do some inner work. I need to take some breaths, take a little bit of reflection time so that I can get back to feeling like myself authentically with my family, because that's the person that honestly is the most effective with the kids. For me, it's not this naggy person that gets all the things done. It, it really comes down to like when I am on my game and I'm feeling like myself and I can be silly and fun in the home, that's where the kids are more involved with the things that need to get done. You know, people taking out the garbages or sweeping up the floor. Um, those are the times that they want to be involved and that they get way more done. It's not this serious person. And I know that. And so if I see myself slipping out of that, I know that that's a sign for myself that I've taken on too much or that I'm allowing myself to feel too stressed or maybe I'm just hungry or I need a drink. So I have to check in with my self-care so that I can show up and use that natural strength that I have. And then just one last one, actually two more that I want to zone in on. And again, I just want to point out again that these strengths can be in alignment with your inner values. So if you have the value of service and that comes really naturally to you, then you get to create um, actions and think of ideas of places where you can serve and where you can create these opportunities for service because you're going to feel lit up by that. You're going to feel like your most natural self in that environment. And uh, so a couple more that I wanted to mention, the first one is growing a garden. We... um, I don't, I don't feel like we know a ton, but we've been growing a garden for probably six years now and maybe seven. And we have learned a heck of a lot. And there's so many fun things that come from growing a garden. And so now it's like kind of expansive. We grow quite a bit during the summertime and we get to utilize it and eat from it like in the late summer into the fall. Right now we have sugar snap peas and our raspberries are coming on right now. We have regular raspberries and golden raspberries. We have strawberries and blueberries. And so those are some of the items that are ready right now. And so this is in alignment with our value of feeding our family healthy things. We want to be very connected to our foods come from the earth, right? We don't want to eat a lot of artificial foods, 
we try to keep out a lot of the super processed foods from our home. And so growing a garden and being able to eat directly from that garden helps us to fulfill and to be in alignment, alignment with that value. And it also hones in on some of our strengths. And again, like we're fairly new to having a garden, like I said, six or seven years. And so our kids are growing along with us. Like they're learning it with us as well. And it's trial and error, but there's been a lot of successes and we get to eat a lot of foods from that garden. And then being able to, as a group, get educated on how to do this and what kind of recipes we can use and which recipes are terrible and which recipes are really good. Um, this has been uh, something that we get to do as a group. But within that, some of those strengths are having the passion to eat from the earth and having the passion to want my kids to be in the dirt and see where their food comes from and have my hands in the dirt and see where my food comes from and being able to look at all the different colors that we're growing and have the kids practice how to take care of something, right? Like watering it, weeding the garden beds, which we totally need to do right now. Um, but having them learn how to nurture something and how to watch it grow and, and have patience because it takes a long time for a seed to grow, right? And so there's so many good things that come from it. Um, and so that's one of those just small examples. And then bringing it into the kitchen for my, for my next example is we really love to encourage the kids to eat all the colors. And this isn't just for the kids, right? Like we want this too for ourselves. And so we talk about what colors have you eaten today? Or if I know that they've had like pancakes and bagels and all these things that are just kind of like light brown and a lot of wheat, then I'll ask them like, Hey, what other colors are you going to eat today? Or, um, if you're still hungry at the end of the meal, grab either a fruit, veggie or protein, right? So we're kind of also educating as we eat. And as we talk about food around mealtime or in the kitchen, it's a big part of our lifestyle. And, uh, we talk a lot about what the effects are, right? Like we want a clear brain. We want to sleep better. We want to have a strong body. We want to have energy naturally. And so we talk a lot about all the benefits of eating great foods. And then we get to um, work together to create what recipes or try recipes and make sure that we're getting foods that also taste good, right? We're not just eating things that are miserable, but we also want to be able to eat things that taste really good. And what, what can we add to it to have it taste delicious or, you know, how can we keep it simple so that it tastes delicious? So, um, those are some ideas there that have worked for our family. Uh, again, going back to the idea that Jay Shetty talks about with working with your own strengths. So some of those strengths are things that we hone in on and also tie them back to our family values, tie them back to our individual values. Um, I talked a couple episodes ago about my friend who was wanting to connect with her kids um, at night times. And so she decided that as she did a little nighttime snuggle with them, she was going to tell them something she was learning and passionate about. And so that her kids got to see that passionate mama. They got to see like, man, what my mom's awesome. What is she learning about today? And I think that each of us, as we just um, hone in on ourselves and being ourselves and showing up naturally as um, the best self that you can, that is the best thing that you can bring to your kids. It's the best thing that you can do. And this end goal, it, it comes naturally when you do that inner work. Because I know a lot of people are like, um, make, they force that, right? They force that result. I want my kids to see that I'm happy. I want my kids to see this or that. And those are end results that come naturally 
when you do the inner work. You don't have to force to feel happy. You don't have to force a smile on your face. You don't have to hide that you get sad. You don't have to hide that you get disappointed from your kids and from your family. It's okay to let them see that authentic self and to do the inner work underneath so that you can show up in the moment so that you can show up as your true authentic self. So there you go. There you have it today talking about your strengths and your talents. And uh, cause I love to give out homework on episodes. I don't know why I do this, but, um, think about your own strengths and your own talents and think about what it is that lights you up. And maybe it's been a long time since you've thought about this. Um, I think I talked about this in a coaching call recently where I, um, after I'd been a mom for a couple of years, I visited a friend's mom. So this is somebody who I like grew up with and I went back and saw her mom and hung out with her. And her mom said, Hey, Whitney, are you, are you still doing art? Like, are you painting or drawing or anything like that still? Because that was a big part of my childhood and that was a big part of my life. And I like had not done it for a couple of years when I became a parent. And, um, and so she asked me that question and I was like, you know, I haven't, I haven't done that for a little while now. And just her asking me that question and remembering that that was a huge part of my life and a big passion and something that I love to do ever since then, it has been a big part of my life. I put it back in and it has been amazing. And I get these cravings every once in a while, like, man, I want to do something creative. I want to get my hands dirty. I want to paint something, you know, so I'll go get like a big canvas or a big piece of plywood from the construction site that they're not using anymore. (laughs) And I'll paint something on it. And so this creativity and this outlet that was naturally a strength of mine, I kind of forgot about it for a couple of years and I had other outlets, right? Like I had other ways to be creative, but I forgot about it for a while. And since then, since she asked me that question, it's been back in my life and it's been such a huge blessing. And I'm so glad that she asked me that. And so similarly, you might have forgotten some of the things that you really love to do and that you care about. And so I encourage you to write down a list. What are those talents that come naturally? What are the things that you absolutely love to do? What lights you up? Um, And it can be anything. It can be, you know, I love connecting with people. I love having conversations. I love serving other people. I love journaling. I love writing. I love doing my fingernails. I love going to the park and just like listening for the birds and being open and listening to the trees blowing in the wind. Or maybe it's, I love making videos or I love making a podcast. (laughs) So think about the things that you really enjoy doing and try to utilize and put some of those in your life. And again, going back to the role of like, if you are a parent or if you are establishing at home, even if it's just you, think about how you can be yourself, how you can bring out those strengths in that role. Just like Jay talked about, you know, in the role as a businessman, he asked, hey, can I teach this class on mindfulness? So think about how can you bring out your personality and your authenticity in whatever you're doing? All right, guys, I hope you have a great day and I can't wait to see what kind of ideas you come up with. Bye-bye. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. 
Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.